shall we? Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. We're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you guys for your patience while we got all settled and everything. But yeah, and also thank you guys for coming out uh, all on extremely short notice. We kind of let this thing, we would thrown around the idea of doing something like this a week and a half, two weeks ago, and then Tet happened. And as you guys know, things slow down a little bit during Tet. And uh, right after Tet, I was like, hey, are we still doing that thing on Tuesday? And I was like, I think we could. I think we should. Yeah, yeah it'd be fun. Um, so thank you guys for coming out on uh, again on short notice. Uh, tonight we're gonna we're gonna have a conversation about uh, mindfulness and meditation, and particularly its application and how it helps us as uh, as entrepreneurs, as leaders, as developers, designers, as as people, uh, be more effective and live better lives. Really, um, and uh, for that, I'm I'm happy to be uh, joined by. Walter Roth, um, a friend in town, an entrepreneur who's um, from Silicon Valley. He's, he's been here for two months. He's leaving tomorrow. And I, I saw him give a presentation on uh, basically this a very similar topic two weeks ago. And uh, I think some of you that I've talked to about it since then, I, I'm not kidding when I said it was one of the, one of the better startup talks that I've been to in, in years. So uh, really happy to, to have you join us. So everybody, thank, uh, thank Walter for coming out. Cool. So uh, today, what we'll do is we'll get a little bit of background on Walter, and then we'll talk uh, about mindfulness and its practical applications in business, uh, what, what you guys might be able to expect, and really um, give you guys a practical roadmap for how you can implement a uh, meditation and mindfulness practice in your lives, and, uh, and what success for that looks like for you guys. Uh, and so first, um, you know, it's great to get a, a feeling from the audience uh, and you know, find out where you guys are. Uh, how many people in here have never tried meditation or any form of mindfulness practice? Never, never tried it? Anybody? Okay, a few. And how many people are, are familiar with it, and they, but they've, uh, you know, they've experimented <coughs> with it, but they, haven't really, they don't really have an ongoing, consistent habit? Looks like most, okay, most of you. Cool. And then anybody here uh, have, a, have a regular, consistent meditation or mindfulness practice? Few people. All right, cool. You guys, you guys signed up. We're gonna call on you. For uh, and, and any enlightened masters? No. Yeah, please show Anyone us. Perfect. Teach us the ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're here for you. Um, so cool. Um, any other questions? Gotta get good pulse. Oh, um, maybe just a couple of what are people hoping to? Yeah. To come, to get out of this. Go ahead. Yeah. So um, if anyone has anything in mind, like when you heard about this topic. Was there something that you wanted to learn or something you want, some kind of situation you wanted to try to apply mindfulness to or some kind of question you have that you're hoping to get answered? Um, it helps us kind of get in the right orientation to make sure that we really focus on uh, what's important to you and you know, your, your daily life. Awesome. And, and um, we're going to ask questions, and then if we don't hit them, sometime in the middle, we'll have sure remind us. And if, if you don't mind, could you give a little bit of your background in terms of like, um, are you a founder, uh, developer? So I'm a, uh, I've dabbled in startups right now. I'm a director of operations here. 
Very cool. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, I want to say thank you for Tiny Pulse, Peter and Tiny Pulse, for having us here today. Uh, it's a lovely venue, a lovely office, and a great team. Really generous of you guys. Really excited when you told me about this event, actually. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Cool. And, and we, the kind of sub title for this was uh, for entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Innovators. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. I mean, by nature, we're all very um, passionate, energized. We just want to keep going. But oftentimes, it can be in conflict of balance. And I know for me, one of the reasons why I got into all this was uh, I was doing things that I loved, and it was exciting. But it didn't, I didn't really enjoy it always. I didn't really feel it deeply. And so that's what kind of got me into this. So it's both balance as well as to feel the thrill of it and not just the fear <laughs> and the overwhelm. Cool. So thanks for asking the question. Cool. Anybody else? Charles? Yeah, I'm curious because there's lots of stuff on mindfulness in general, but specifically for entrepreneurs, interesting. Um, you guys, I guess you've been here two months. You can only be here for a lot Like, how do you think it applies to people in Vietnam as opposed to like other differences in between like, this environment versus that environment? Interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't really thought about that as much, but he's, so he's asking like, how about like, how does mindfulness apply in Vietnam or uh, like the context, what we think about our experiences with it here in Vietnam versus in the West. Um, so yeah, maybe we could touch on that as well. Tell us a little bit about uh, sure. what so you do. I've been here uh, a year and a half. Um, I work at Coder School, Tony School, and I think that all the struggles that Cool. Awesome. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Like tonight we have some high-level concepts of mindfulness, but the real meat and potatoes is really kind of people bringing up their situations and their questions are specific to how to apply it to their lives. Yeah. And to really dig into that, especially like, you know, as a founder, as well as maybe a founder managing a team of people. And like, if they want to have a mindful culture, what do they expect with the differences here? So, yeah. cool. Awesome. Do, you, yeah, one more. Okay. Yeah. Mindful machines. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't want to put you on. You might be the guy for that. Yeah. Well, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll riff on we'll that talk to some later smart today, people about this. I'm just an amateur. So. And, and that's well. That's the beautiful thing is, this community that's come. I've recognized a few of you, so I know a little bit about you from some of the other talks. Um, it's always fascinating people who show up when it's about entrepreneurship, when it's about mindfulness um, and balance, sometimes spirituality. Um, and so if you guys look around, we, we started out by you guys introducing yourselves. Later on, hopefully we'll have some time for that as well. This is a community of people here that are at that intersection of like the most demanding, distracting, scattering experience of starting a company, as well as trying to have a, uh, a practice, a daily practice. Mm -hmm. And so um, look around, these are some really cool people. And we hope that as a result of this, some relationships are, are, are created and um, after today, there's more practice and kind of community support. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to support that. Cool. Cool. So we have a, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, just uh, one small thing. Sure. Is what really caught my attention with this is, is entrepreneurs and mindfulness is interesting because entrepreneurs are generally have a sense of discomfort and urgency in their life. It's entrepreneurial work. Yes. And now, so I've always been hesitant to be 
become too zen about things because then I become contented to lose that sense of urgency. Yes. Do you remember this question that I asked you the first time? Like, I went to his, he, he did the same thing, he pulled the audience, and that was my question. Uh, was like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, it, but, I, but I, it's, I've been thinking about it for a long time. You know, it's how do you, how do you, yeah, those beanbags are kind of funny, I think. <laughs> how, yeah, how, how do you reconcile, though, like, uh, ambition versus contentment? You know, like, they're almost, like, at odds with each other. If ambition is, like, a desire or a drive to create something or to build something or for a future that doesn't exist yet. And uh, happiness and contentment in some ways are, like, like contentment with what is and then just trying to find a way to, to merge the two of those. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a question. That's a, there's so much depth to that. But, like, I've been, I've been thinking about that one. And maybe, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll blog about it sometime. I'll send you the link. No, um, it was a joke. Nobody laughed. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's got a great Thank medium. You. He's got a great medium blog already on Mindful Entrepreneur. You should check out. Great. It's, it's two posts. Um, but but I, I wanted to quickly, um, we'll get into it more, but I have, I've been thinking about this since you asked it. Um, yeah, got you thinking. There's a couple of ways to look at this. Is it okay if I jumped into this? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, one way is um, the personality type of an entrepreneur is so hardwired, even if you remove some <laughs> discomfort, it's not going to really change you. Um, much. I mean, some people are like, oh, what if I'm lazy? It's like, have you ever been lazy in your life? Mm -hmm. Have you? Absolutely. And anyone who says otherwise is, is lying to themselves in some way. <laughs> okay, so this is the thing is from your frame of mind and your definition of laziness, right? Yeah. But as an entrepreneur, oftentimes we're so wound up yeah, that yeah. we're not even aware of a certain amount of things that we could let go of and still be going total 100% speed forward. And the one story I like to tell is uh, a mentor of mine who uh, he's a former fighter pilot. He was like in active duty in the, the first Gulf War. Um, he became a mindfulness coach. Yeah, and you know why? He says when you're like flying at Mach whatever, at something that's flying at you at Mach whatever, right? The last thing you want is speed of thought, okay? Because that's just disaster. You want clarity. And he said the same kind of mindset that he had while in combat was what he experienced when he really dropped in and became mindful. And so when you're in a startup, you know, it's just clarity. You know, and, and I think Steve Jobs says this, but like, you're more defined not by what you decide to do, because that's one decision, but like the hundred different things you're not doing. And so in mindfulness, you're now stopping to do less things, but you're going full force on what you actually decide to do and you have a much more clear reason. So that's, so that's what I would say. Um, and, the, and the last part is this is the like, let's say it does make you lazy. Or let, let's may it make, it make you not want to do a company. Well, what does that? Let's say becoming more mindful makes you not want to be um, what you're doing right now. Let's say it leads you to something that truly makes you happy. That's a pretty bad scenario. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, standing from where you are, it seems like the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Where you, where you are at that moment, yeah. Yeah. where you find inner peace. That you're, you know. Yeah, that's a, some really thought-provoking stuff. It is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what if you didn't... Now. What's that? <laughs> I can leave. Yeah. <laughs> Check. What if you didn't need Thank a you. billion dollars to say you're good enough or that you're comfortable enough? You know, I mean, the other reality of this is, like, 
Um, you know, so I'll get a little bit of my background. You know, yeah, I, I let's go into, should we segue into cool. that? Cool, yeah, you want to set more agenda or? Yeah, sure. Cool. So, um, so we'll, we'll go more into that and then we'll hope to touch on uh, a little bit of everything else. Yeah, good. I think I can I can sure. speak to that. I think and we'll get into we haven't defined what is meditation yet or what is mindfulness. So that's that's something we'll get to shortly. But um, you know, not to get too far ahead of it then, but you know, it's it's an exercise for the mind in the same way you know going to the gym is. And uh, and you know, the end result of going to the gym, you, you do get stronger, but it's not just about strength, right? It's about more energy throughout the day, it's about more clarity throughout the day, it's about living a more healthy lifestyle. One of, the, one of the benefits of meditation is once you have this awareness of mind, you can train that awareness to, rec to reprogram your habits, your, your mental habits, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's trust issues, whether it's you know, things that trigger you and, and trigger bad, bad mental habits, like, you know, being like self-critical or critical of others. Um, to fix those mental habits starts with an awareness of the way that your mind works or the way that your emotions work. Uh, and so, it, you know, it's, it's funny when you talk about the benefits of meditation, it's like, it, don't, it's, it, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds too good to be true because you could literally like, oh yeah, every single mental problem you ever had, like, but at the end of the day, it's like, our, our mind is so central and our emotions and our, and, our, and our feelings are so central to everything that we do in our lives that it, it, it makes sense that something that makes you stronger, that strengthens that part of your mind um, or that strengthens your awareness uh, can lead to so many benefits. So, um, you know, 
everybody has their own personal reasons for getting into it. Uh, and so, you know, if you can connect with other people that have like had success with meditation for dealing with that exact kind of thing, it'll be really powerful. But I don't know that's that's my take. I, yeah, it's first of all, thanks for sharing. You know, in these kind of groups, people sharing what's really um, their triggers or their situation. Um, you know, the last time I gave the presentation, someone's friend had committed suicide, and now they help mental and emotional health of other people. Someone else had depression. So this is what brings people to an event like this. Oftentimes, is some burning need. And so, thank you very much for uh, you know sharing your your background on that. Cool. Um, yeah. So. My startup creates mobile apps that teach people things like mindfulness. And a lot of our users that write in are people that you know, have cancer and, or that have a traumatic brain injury oh. or an executive that's trying to like, balance life, their health, and their family. And there's so many different um, situations that mindfulness is being applied to. And like Alan said, it's really important to find other people who are using it in ways to try to address the same things and to get kind of a buddy system. Because yeah. the hardest thing in the world is to keep um, <coughs> diligent about applying mindfulness. It's not something that you'll sit down and do once and be like, wow, it solved it. It's, it's like a daily practice. And we might circle back and get more into this. But the other thing is mindfulness doesn't fix everything. Some things that it can improve other things, it allows us to exist within the conditions without adding more and more to it. You know, so if it's like, I'm not organized. Damn it, why am I not organized? I'm never going to succeed. Damn it, I'm never going to succeed. I'm, you know, I'm going to be a failure. I'm going to... You're adding all these different things. If you're a Buddhist, they call those uh, the second and third dart. <coughs> you know, you, you stub your toe and it's like, ah, damn it. And then you're like, who left that toy there? Damn it, my son. Oh, my son. I'm so mad at him. Why did he do that? He did it on purpose. I told him. Second dart, third dart, fourth dart. And there's all this suffering. And mindfulness is really about becoming present. And it actually might increase the pain of what that first dart is. But then you actually can start to let go and not add to it. So there's a lot of different you know, ways that mindfulness kind of can help. Um, so I'd kind of stop there. Does that, is that helpful at all? Uh, yeah, I would cool. say uh, practically, uh, <coughs> yeah, maybe the, the methods or, or the things that uh, can help out of uh, parts of medicines. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, All right. All right, awesome. So, yeah, thank you for that context. It always helps to get a sense for, you know, what people are looking for, what questions people have. And uh, we'll, we'll be taking questions throughout and, and at the end as well. Um, but with that, I think we'll, we'll kind of jump in here. Um, the outline that, uh, that we will loosely kind of stick to is, you know, get some background on Walter, because I'll, I'll share a sentence or two about myself, and then uh, we'll talk about mindfulness and meditation. We'll define it, you know, what is mindfulness or what is meditation. We'll talk about the benefits or why, you know, what are the practical, uh, what are the practical uh, things that you can take from mindfulness that'll, that'll make you more effective or, or happier or better, um, better in life. And then, uh, and then we'll provide a simple roadmap to how you can start your own meditation and mindfulness practice, like a nice, easy introduction. I think uh, that, that for me was one of the biggest things. I was, you know, from my own path, I, uh, I, I knew I wanted to get into meditation, but, you know, like, like The Power of Now or other great resources, sometimes they're just a little bit, they can, they can be hard to start with. <laughs> uh, but mindfulness is actually very, it's a very simple and straightforward practice. Um, 
So, uh, so we'll, we'll get through uh, those things. So we'll start with. And will uh, we do a practice today? We will do a practice okay. today. Cool. One of the two of us will leave. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but cool. So let's start with, uh, you know, give us a little bit of background about, uh, you know, what you do and, and some context around how you, like, ended up in, in mindfulness and meditation. Sure, sure. Um, I just have one quick question. Does anyone have a mind that nonstop is thinking, problem solving, predicting, sometimes can't go to sleep? Okay, yeah, as entrepreneurs, this type of event, it's common. I'm like that. Okay. I couldn't do mindfulness to save my life or meditate for a long time. It, it's, it's come over time. So when, if I'm up here, if you're thinking, wow, this guy knows how to do mindfulness to meditate, it was not easy. It is not easy. But it was so important because my mind is that kind of, mm. that kind of mind. So um, I, was, uh, I dropped out of college about a semester short of graduating with my engineering degree uh, to do a startup. And as a startup to connect people, it was very similar to Facebook. It started in 97, dropped out around 99. And after dropping out, we went through about five rounds of financing for $9.8 million. So I was 23 years old, 35 employees, uh, in Silicon Valley mostly. And um, um, I was basically having lots of success at times, yet my life was miserable. Um, every time we were running out of money, there's five <laughs> rounds of funding, uh, I'd start throwing up in the morning. Um, I'd start kind of getting triggered and, you know, get mad at people. Not terribly, but I could notice. Um, I started to have, like, a blurred um, vision once in a while, and it was, it was really tough. And what I found was I was not always my best self. You know, sometimes I'd show up to a pitch, um, and I would just, I mean, I live and breathe the company. I'd talk to people, they'd feel my passion, I would just be like flowing, like, like butter, I wouldn't be thinking, I'd just be there, in flow. Other times I'd show up and I'd just be shaking, and I could not even remember what's on my slide, and it was just embarrassing, mm -hmm. like really embarrassing. I, I, I bombed a presentation to my investors' investors, and it was just, I felt like I wanted to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyhow, so that was kind of the, the beginning, and um, um, I had a lot of great mentors that kind of really taught the kind of mental and emotional side of being a founder, and that's really important. Um, and a f I don't know how many years later, I almost got married. Um, and I was happy, she wasn't that happy, so we went to couples counseling. And in that moment, I learned about my internal world, about my emotions, my sensations, and my thoughts. And I thought that I knew it, but I just knew my thoughts. <laughs> And I wasn't really mindful of what was going on in the inside. And what I found was, you know, I wasn't happy. She wasn't happy. We were both trying to please each other. And we were two of the wrong people who were about to get married. And it was like, how did this happen? You know? And so I actually started to go into therapy just to kind of really learn about myself and become connected. And so we talk about mindfulness and meditation. There's so many different ways that you can do this, but the mm -hmm. ultimate game is really to become aware of what is going on in the inside, to connect to that. And if you're a geeky engineer, it's about how do you get the full data set, you know, both what's going on in the inside as well on the outside so you can make the best decision, so you can be clear, right? Um, and so that's how I, I got into this because I started to talk to all the experts, started to read all the books, started to practice you know, mindfulness. It was really hard. And so little by little, I started to apply what I was doing before, creating business applications, um, to creating applications that teach people how to apply mindfulness daily, teach people how to t 
take what they learn about themselves in therapy and apply it between sessions so they make the most of the time and money they spend on that. Um, to really help people connect inward so they, they can then be their best selves in their daily life. So my startup's called Inward Inc. And on that, I'll cool. toss it to you. All right, awesome. Um, my, my journey in mindfulness has, has been much, much briefer. I, I started, I, I was living in New York City in 2011, 2012. For two years of college, I was in sales working for Yelp. And uh, living in New York City, I was, I, was, uh, I was going into debt. You know, I was making like $35,000, $40,000 a year starting salary, which in New York is not enough to live off of. Uh, the only food I could afford was pizza and dumplings, so I was, <laughs> I was getting quite overweight. And uh, around 2012, I, I knew something had to change. I knew I wanted to st I, like start a business. I knew I wanted to get in shape. I knew, I, wanted to, I knew that that lifestyle wasn't working, but I didn't know where to start. Meditation, my mom uh, is a meditator and she recommended meditation for me. I told her that I'd had trouble sleeping um, and she just recommended it for that. And just like so many other things in life, you start for one reason, you get into it, and then you, and then you uh, enjoy all sorts of other benefits from it. Whether it's you know, starting a business, there's, um, for those of you that are entrepreneurs or for those of you that maybe started jobs that you, know, you start for one reason, maybe it's for the money, or you know maybe it's opportunistic, and then you find you know another another hook and another hook and another hook. And meditation was that for me. It was the gift that kept on giving. I kind of um, equated to a, like a pillar habit, you know, a habit that you can that you can build other habits around. And uh, and I think everything everything comes back to the, the good habits that you're able to build, and the negative habits that you're able to shed to recognize and to shed. Meditation, like sleep like exercise or like you know, healthy eating or nutrition, it's just one of those pillar habits that, uh, but in, the, in, in my context, meditation was that first one. Um, like I said, it, it, for me, it was, a, it was an exercise for the mind and everything stems from that. Uh, whether it's your creativity, whether it's your emotional intelligence that makes you a better uh, manager or leader or team member or like a husband, wife, father, son, daughter, um, like it, 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 I, I enjoyed meditation so much for all those benefits that I started to learn more about it and, uh, and really got to a point where I, I wanted to start sharing it. So that's where I, uh, you know, I, I wanted to, to have something like this where I could you know, really, really connect with more people that were interested in it. So that's, uh, that's how, we're, that's how cool. this happened. <laughs> Describe your, your Medium blog. That's awesome. Uh, your URL you just bought. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, so I started, um, you know, one of the, one of the, the, the learning habits that, that, I, that I believe is that the best way to internalize learning is to share it, um, whether it's through speaking or through writing. Um, I heard a good quote once from Ezra Klein. He's a, the editor of Vox.com in, in an interview. He's like, I don't know what I think until I write. I don't know what I think until I write. And uh, that for me, if you think about, uh, if you ever have a, some sort of stress, whether it's work stress, relationship stress. Uh, if it's just in your head sometimes, you know, talking to a friend can help, right? Like talking to a friend because it, it forces you to, to define it, get out of your own head. Also getting it on paper can really help too. It kind of traps the, it traps the situation on paper and then you can uh, evaluate it from the, wow, this is a long explanation, <laughs> evaluate it from a third, a little bit of a distance. And so I started writing about my experience with med meditation. Uh, so zenhustle.com is, is what I came up with. I didn't realize I actually bu I bought it like four or five years ago. And I just didn't do anything with it until like a month ago. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, the timing was right, and I started sharing some thoughts, um, explorations on the path of mindful entrepreneurship, I call it, uh, where I kind of, you know, explore questions like how do you reconcile ambition and contentment? You know, that's a, that's a deep question that, that I think about a lot, and we can touch on that. Um, but yeah, that's Zen Hustle. Yeah, what, cool. what struck me about it was, the reason why I brought it up, was it kind of is it's a spoiler for life in that there's never like, you know, you think, oh, if I just get this product launch done, I'll be happy. Are you no. talking about that, po that particular? That post. Oh, I, I was selling something else entirely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wanna? Um, yeah, we can get to that. Let's, let's, okay, we, call, let's call, talk call. about that after, because we, we haven't, still haven't defined mindfulness yet. Should we try yet. it and then define it? Should we try? Yeah. Try what? Yeah. Do a little breath. Do a little something. breath. Yeah. All right, that's a good, yeah. I like your style. Okay. All right. All right. So let's uh, let's do that. We'll walk through a very quick guided breath meditation, like a minute or two. Um, so if those of you that have never tried it can can have a taste, and then uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, about what it is and what the benefits are. Um, I, I guess it, you would we would have to start with a brief explanation of what of how. No. Oh, no. I'd, I'd describe it. How about this? I'll do the first one, a simple one, and then you do another meditation towards the middle of the end. Also simple. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Okay, so we're going to experience it. And some people, when they do it for the first time, they're like, oh my gosh. But most people don't. Some people are like, wait, I'm doing it wrong, which is totally fine. The, the point is starting to learn how to try to do it. Okay? So what we're going to do is uh, uh, that, that same fighter pilot uh, trainer, he has what he calls belly breathing. Okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to activate the parasympathetic nervous system. It's your body's system that helps regulate stress. It changes your heart rate, it creates you know, saliva. It's what your body does for resting and digesting. Okay, so there's real science going on. What we're gonna do is we're gonna do a belly breath and we're gonna repeat it 10 times. And then we're just going to bring our attention into our body and our thoughts and emotions and just note what stands out to you, okay? So I'll, I'll do it once and then I'll lead you for 10 and then we'll share a little bit and then we'll keep going. Okay, cool. Cool, okay. so. It helps if you get into an upright position, kind of alert like this, dignified, but remain relaxed, okay, it's like this. Usually it helps to close your eyes, and I'll show you it first though. What you're gonna do is you're gonna let out some air, just, and then you're gonna go belly, through your nose, chest, and out. Belly, chest, and out. Okay, so that's the belly breath. And so, and then we're gonna, do, we're gonna do that 10 times. And then we're just gonna return your breath to normal pace. And you're just gonna kind of turn your attention just to your internal world, to what thoughts come up. Don't try to think about anything. Just let them come up where, where you feel stuff, okay? We'll share a little bit and then we'll keep going. All right, so get in the position again. <coughs> okay, let, your, let the air out. Breathe in through your belly, chest. And out. Belly, chest, 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 and out. One more. Belly, 
chest and out. Breathe, breathe naturally and keep your eyes closed. Have your attention on any thoughts that come. Any sensations, tingles, stiffness in your neck maybe. Any emotions. Even if you don't have any sensations, no sensation counts. Even if you're thinking about thinking, about thinking, that's a thought. Okay, when you want to, you can open your eyes slowly. Come back to the room and turn to someone who you don't know and just share something that stood out to you, if anything. We, we can we can share with the group. <laughs> oh yeah, In, introduce yourself to someone and share. That was therapeutic, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's great. Good. Breaks it up. Yeah. This is what people are hungry for. Yeah, I uh, definitely appreciated that. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. yeah, yeah. Checking in. You, you know what I love is um, when I'm up here doing this topic. If I'm feeling like, man, I wish I could just pause and take a break, I suggest, let's do a meditation. <laughs> it's almost for me. Is that what just happened? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, you know, I like your style. If you feel it, say it. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And that's, that's how you, know, you really connect. Yeah. Um, that's what I love about this topic. Yeah. Like whenever someone asks a question, it makes me tune into myself. And it's meditation. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. You can talk about this, touch on this later, but... Uh, that uh, that mindfulness and meditation is is your is your business is your is your life's work right now I, is like very admirable and enviable. Like I love my business and my product, but I I like look forward to the day where I can commit more time and, and more passion into into mindfulness and meditation. Cool. So I I, I respect that. I also realize that. Through all the uh, presentations, I never never had that much context on exa uh, what your first startup was. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was connecting students, first classmates. Like, how do you create a schedule? And then based on that schedule, it, it says who your classmates are. Yeah. And then there was an IM, so you can instant message with them, and then become friends with them. Nice. Hey. And then how do you expand beyond class? The world needs that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're prescient. Yeah. yeah. But what I found was um, it was a deep connection that I was really yearning for. Yeah. Yeah. And Facebook has connected the world. Yeah. But on a shallow level. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a start. Yeah. yeah. So I want to help. Yeah. I have some ideas around that, too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, should we uh, yeah. check back in? Should we, should we see if anybody wants to volunteer yeah. some thoughts? Yeah. All right. So does anybody want to share uh, their thoughts with the group about like what... Uh, what uh, how it was? How about someone who who had never meditated before? Um, I saw a few hands go up over here before about never never having tried it. Anybody want to talk about their first experience?
Nice. Cool. Were, were you aware of the blood before? Sorry? Were you aware of the blood pulsing before? No, no, I, I feel it's comfortable. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Very warm. That's beautiful. Okay. Peaceful, peaceful. Nice. Cool. Anyone else? <laughs> it's dinner time. Yeah, that's that's good. A really important thing there is, who here is their best self when they're hungry? <laughs> I mean, who 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 here gets cranky? and might get mad at someone where they otherwise wouldn't if they had eaten, okay. So the beautiful thing about that is you be quiet for a minute and you realize you are hungry and then through experience you now know like, oh, when I feel hungry, I then am that way. Oh, I'm about to go into a meeting. I'm about to go to do a performance mm -hmm. review. I should probably eat something or maybe move the meeting back, right? And so that's, that's a way that you can use the internal information to make decisions to have better outcomes. Yeah. Sometimes you get the negative uh, consequences of being hungry before you realize you're hungry. <laughs> you're like, I'm on edge right now. Like, you know, you can't really explain it. And you're like, oh, it's been like six hours since I've eaten anything. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so with mindfulness, you can check in with that hunger or that tiredness or that sleepiness, whatever it is. Um, so cool. Anyone else? Last one. No? Awesome. So let's uh, let quickly define, define like, okay, so Mindfulness and meditation, two words I've been throwing around a lot so far this evening. Um, they're obviously very related, but there's a, there's a um, difference there. And the way I, I, I explain it is through analogy. Uh, mindfulness is like, um, uh, the analogy is like physical exercise. Mindfulness is like strength. You know, it's, it's a result uh, of the exercise. Meditation is an exercise. So imagine like, you know, a bicep curl is the exercise and strength is is the result. That's how I think about them. Is that kind of yeah. related to you? Um, cool. And so mindfulness, uh, the, the strength of mindfulness is, is, is um, it's an exercise, or meditation is an exercise for the mind. And mindfulness then, uh, in my experience, is an awareness of what you're thinking about, what you're feeling, uh, what the sensations are in your body, what your emotions are, um, so that you can kind of observe them or start to appreciate them from a from a detached perspective. Uh, and what, what I mean by that is a lot of times we, we, uh, we associate completely with our emotions, or we associate completely with our thoughts, um, or we associate completely with our feelings. So I am hungry, I am cold, I am angry, um, I think, you know, I think something, you know, I, I, I do this, like I, I, you can be judgmental or critical, like I think, I'm, I think that was stupid, like I thought that was stupid. But then um, with mindfulness, you, you, can, you can actually train your awareness to, uh, to put a little distance between yourself and that, those emotions. So it's no longer, I, I am hungry, it's, I'm, I'm feeling hunger now. It's no longer, uh, that was stupid. It's, I recognize the thought that that might be stupid. Um, or, uh, and so uh, it, you get to create a little bit of distance uh, in the same way that, you know, you are not the things around you. You are not, um, y you know, the things around you can affect you if, if you let them in. But, um, but, 
but they're, but they're outside of you. So they don't have a direct relationship with you. Um, in, in the same way, you can, you can start to build that detachment from your thoughts and from your emotions so that eventually you can uh, train that awareness to, um, to not let those emotions or those feelings or those thoughts uh, really, really control you. And then you can, uh, and then you can uh, choose, other, choose to do other things with your, with your emotions or with your thoughts. So if, as a practical example, uh, preparing for this presentation, um, I, you know, I was, uh, you know, there's just, just like any time you host something or you, you present or public speaking, there's that, there's that uh, inevitable anxiousness or nervousness that comes. And, you know, it, it can be the same thing if you, if you're, you know, have an important presentation or a big sales call or a hard talk that you have to have with one of your team members. Um, and if you don't, if with, with mindfulness, you're able to recognize that thought, label it, and once you label it, it loses some of its power over you. In the same way that, um, I, I use this analogy a lot, but in the same way that like, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're having a, a problem in a relationship, for example, just as one example, and you're in that relationship, and uh, it's very, very confusing, very hard, very emotional, uh, and you, ex you explain it to a friend, it's so clear for the friend what the answer is. You know, clearly you're in a, you know, or like if you're that friend, you know, clearly they're, it's a toxic relationship. Clearly it's this. She disagrees. I'm just kidding. You, you with me? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> so universal. Yeah. It's, <laughs> like it's, it's easier to evaluate some positions when you're outside of them, when you're detached from them, when they're happening to other people. Um, and, uh, and with mindfulness, you can train the awareness to, to kind of have that same detachment within yourself which is extremely valuable and beneficial in all sorts of high stress contexts in all sorts of uh, uh, contexts where it, it disturbs your otherwise, you know, the, to, be f to be the best creative or to be the best leader or to be the best communicator, it takes a clarity of mind. And with that distance that mindfulness trains, you can have that clarity of mind. So that's mindfulness. Uh, you want to explain like meditation or add anything to that? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Was, was I right? You no, know, you're right. Okay. And, and the important thing is it's, it's different for everyone. So everyone, like, look down. You have an amazing instrument, right? And every instrument plays a different sound. And then there's also the player can play an instrument differently, right? And we come into this life with no manual, right? And in, in school, they're teaching us about the outer world. But really, mindfulness and meditation for me is starting to pay attention to this instrument and learning what happens, you know, when you push a button, you know, uh, with anger or relationships or what have you. And so really it's the beginning of paying attention to this amazing thing that you're given and learning how to play it really well. And so there's a lot of different types of meditation. There's a lot of types of different, you know, aspects of being mindful. But really it's just paying attention to that. And these days you have a lot of businesses are talking about mindfulness, you know, that they do better business. But there's also monks and scientists. And the reason why is because, w you know, people trying to understand why mindfulness works, it goes to neuroscience. Neuroscientists are trying to figure out how do we optimally use the brain. It's leading to meditation. And so the example of, like, becoming mindful in a relationship, um, when you have these thoughts that you don't have distance from, right, it actually starts to activate different parts of your mind. 
So when you're thinking and you're discerning and you're judgment and you can kind of see like as, as if you're talking about someone else, oh, you clearly are not a good match, right? That's using your prefrontal cortex. That's like right up here. Um, it's the newest and smallest part of your brain, but that's like judgment, discernment, those kind of things. But as it becomes personal and it kind of um, risks you feeling not like, good enough or fearful or sad or anxious, all of a sudden that starts to activate um, the older part of your brain, which is much more developed and much more powerful, your emotional centers. Um, and all of a sudden you go into fight and flight. All of a sudden you get reactive. And so again, it's like you have this instrument, mindfulness is beginning to pay attention and starting to purposely use your brain to its fullest. And so um, some of the Buddhists talk about non-reacting, mm. right? And so the same kind of thing is as you get distance, like you were saying, you're starting to be able to see that thought, you know, I'm going to fail or I'm going to be lazy, but you're not reacting to it. And what you find is your mind is built to make all these thoughts, look for danger, all these things. You're not good enough. You should go get food. You should go hunt. You should go farm, whatever. Um, but if you just let those go, nine times out of ten, you're going to be fine. You know, a hundred times <laughs> or whatever. Um, and so that's mindfulness, is really starting to pay attention to things that are helping you and letting the other things go without reacting to them. Mm. And it's a practice. And then you can apply it to every single part of your life because you are the medium in which you're, you're um, uh, experiencing your life. Yeah. Um, and for founders and entrepreneurs, our startups, whether you know it or not, are like an amplification of our emotional state. You know, for so long I wanted to be a billionaire and make something super good so I felt worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm starting to kind of get more into just loving creating, but I know that there was parts of that. I wanted love. You know, when I'm selling, I want to sell someone something, but I also want them to like me. I want to get approval. You know, and I can feel that. And so part of mindfulness is becoming aware of that and untangling that so I can really focus on what is important to the prospect. You know, and so that's, that's mindfulness is just becoming aware. Um, and uh, there's one last thing I was going to say. You can come back to it. It'll come back you to me. Check in with it. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm, I'm actually curious because I want a question. Um, but first, I wanted some more context. Can you tell us about the business or what kind of, what um, kind of ambition you do have? Well, to be honest, I'm not running my company right now. Okay. I Most aren't. <laughs> right, so now I'm a uh, part-time lecturer here in Hiroshima City while I uh, think about the next move. Okay, cool. Right, so I guess I've always been really, I mean, I've looked at the science as well, and I mean, it's just, as you say, it seems like the magic pill for everything. Weirdly like, so, yeah. But right now I, I sort of like have this religious discomfort and I want to change things, and I'm worried that if I meditate too much, I'll just continue to be a lecturer. Right. <laughs> so ac actually... That's okay. So I can I can relate to that, and this is related to the the, um, the essay that I wrote that you mentioned, um, which some of you guys I, I think a lot of my friends here might have read this. But there's a there's a discomfort that discomfort that you speak of this ambition to to build something that doesn't exist to want to improve your lot in life, whether that's um, whether that's to to be making more money uh, or to be or to be for, for fame or for the glory of it. There's a lot of glory in, in, the, in the TechCrunch headline about how much venture capital you raised or how much you sold your company for. And all these things are 
actual reasons why, why if we're honest with ourselves, we, you know, we, we can associate with a lot of these ambitions to, um, or a lot of these reasons to, uh, to start a business. But um, something I realized in, 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 my, in my business, and, and you know, not wildly successful, but we're, we're, we've been growing, we've been doing it for four or five years now, um, is that uh, in a weird way, the business that you start, it, 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 that, if there's a discomfort that you feel now and you don't address that within yourself, the business that you start will not answer that question for you. There will always be a, a, another revenue goal. There will always be a, a headcount. You will always have a friend that's making a, a little bit more money than you. There's, you will always have a friend that's got a bigger company than you. There will be, uh, there will, if it's software, there's always gonna be bug reports. It's a fact of the business. And I, I uh, for the last three, four years, I, I always thought, you know, every time a bug report came in or every, every time, you know, we'd look forward to the next revenue goal, I, I, I think to myself, like, it's, I can't wait for that time where, where it's done, where it's complete, where the software is complete, there's no more bug reports, or I've hit the revenue goal, that it will finally be my contentment. Uh, and you realize that at a certain point there is no, there is no salvation in that. Th that was a realization I came to uh, with, with mindfulness. It's, um, I, I realized that you know, looking, you know, I, I've, I've hit revenue goals that I'd set years before. I've hit headcount goals that I didn't think I, I would. And, uh, and I, I was able to check in and see that there was no actual, uh, that, that the contentment, the discontent wasn't external. It, it was internal. And so, uh, you know, if, if you feel this, this, this uh, and so how this, how this relates to like ambition versus contentment, my reasons for, for growing now, my reasons for acting now and for, for doing the business have changed a little bit. Um, and it's no longer a revenue goal or it's no longer like a headcount goal or a glory goal. It's simply something, I, I'm able to enjoy it a lot more. I, I work a lot more patiently now. I start a lot slower in the morning. I check in with gratitude throughout. Um, and, uh, and I really work to find like, a, like, like satisfaction in the day to day, in, in the bugs, in, in, the, in the stresses, you know, like, and be grateful. Like that's something that you really, sh you, you really have to start doing, like you really have to start doing now because there is no salvation in, in, in the growth of your business uh, for its own. So that's, that's kind of my, my take on ambition versus contentment. Ambition is healthy, but for the right reasons and, and, uh, and contentment is like, contentment will make you a, a better achiever in my, in my mind. Is that, you still look like you have a question. Sounds terrible. <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> yeah. That was like the plot of the Adjustment Bureau. That's good. No, no, it's, yeah. And, and just one thing I want to say is I don't think mindfulness will make you happy. I think mindfulness will bring you back to where you are and it'll get you to understand a little bit better. And then you'll find yourself making adjustments. 
um, you'll find yourself following what, what you want, what makes you happy, even if it's the exact opposite of what you thought it was before. Um, and so it's, it's, more, it's a more realistic look at what mindfulness is. Um, Could put a caveat on that, though. Sure. Um, mind, uh, where to start with this? So, w with, um, so I've, I've been an amateur student of positive psychology, which is the study of, um, so a lot of psychology for its history has been how to take people that are broken, minus one, you know, depressed or overworked or workaholics or whatever, negative one to zero, get them back to normal. And then uh, in the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, uh, positive psychology is this field of taking people that are fine and making them, you know, so instead of going from negative one to zero, going from zero to one, which is where happiness comes in and, and really thriving. Um, and uh, Dan Gilbert, he's one of, the, one of the champions of this positive psychology. He's got a famous TED talk and he, they talk about a baseline of happiness, which is where like um, most, most people, you know, despite the hardships of life, they go down or, uh, or the, the successes and the, uh, you know, you hit new revenue goals, you get a raise or, or you, um, you, get, you, you raise venture capital or you exit your company even, uh, you hit a lottery, you know, you get high for a little bit and then people tend to regress to a mean, a baseline of, of happiness. And so, um, and, and pleasures, people pursue pleasures thinking it'll make them more happy, but it's a short-term high, you come back to the baseline or people try and avoid tra traumatic events, but a lot of times you have a traumatic event, you go down, you come back up. So you regress to a, a baseline of happiness there's, there's studies that say like, so then how do you address this baseline of happiness? And there's certain daily practices that you could do that, that do, that, that are proven to raise your baseline of happiness. And one of them is a gratitude practice. And um, so when I, when I said that mindfulness is a, is a great pillar habit because you know, you, you strengthen the mind and you can retrain your mental habits, your emotional habits. Um, gratitude is, a gratitude practice is one of these. And it's, a similar, similar to a form of, of uh, meditation, we could even try one here today, but it's basically reflecting on what you're grateful for. And um, I, I, do, I literally, I do this every morning. You know, you like, uh, sit down and I write three things that I'm grateful for. Um, it's not... It's, 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 Can we do it now? We just, yeah, all right, let's do it. All right, okay. I'll, I'll walk you through a, a, a quick uh, gratitude practice. If, if you have your phone, get, it, get out Evernote you can, you can or whatever. Just, you can just check it or, with your or mind. Or mentally. Yeah, you can yeah, check it with your mind. Know. Or, or write it down. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do write it down when I do it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this kind of thing, it does, it does increase, it's been proven to increase your baseline of happiness. You know, how this affects your ambition, uh, it has affected my reasons for doing business. I, I truthfully no longer do, I truthfully no longer work for more money. But I can tell you, and my team could tell you, that I am more effective as a, as a leader, as a CEO, as a salesman, as a designer, uh, as whatever it is, uh, and I'm happier, and I'm happier throughout, um, and uh, and that's a win, you know. Um, you can, I think, you can absolutely reconcile uh, like a, like gratitude and appreciation with um, with with big goals, you know, and dreams and, and aspira professional aspirations. Um, so let's do like a, a quick gratitude practice, um, where uh, we'll, we'll think about. Uh, we'll, we'll walk through three things um, that I'll ask you to think of three things that you can be grateful for in your life and then we'll, we'll breathe with them for five breaths each. Okay, and you want to do it verbally for yourself, how you would do it? Sure. Just as a demonstration? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, so everybody get comfortable, sit in a dignified position with your, with your back straight. Um, 
shoulders relaxed and uh, good posture, hands placed in your lap or comfortably on your knees. And uh, take a deep breath in and out. Deep breath in and out. And you continue breathing normally. On your next in-breath, bring something to mind that you're grateful for, something that you appreciate. I, I appreciate the opportunity to share this with you guys. It's something I'm, I'm happy for and I'm, I'm glad that we are doing it. And on your next in-breath, just really internalize that gratitude. Let the gratitude for that subject really fill your heart. You can wear a smile on the corners of your mouth. It could be a person, a thing, an event. Just let that gratitude sit heavy in your chest. And on your next in-breath, let's start to think about the next thing, something else that you're grateful for in life. Again, could be a family member, a friend, an event, a thing, an animal, a pet. Again, let the gratitude and appreciation for that object, that subject, really fill your heart. wear a smile on your face, just thinking how much better your life is and the world is with that. And on your next out breath, release that. And on the next in breath, one last thing. Something you're grateful for, again, a person, an experience, an event. Picture it in your mind and let the gratitude and appreciation for that subject really fill your heart. Whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes and return. Has uh, anyone want to respond either what they were grateful for or how it made them made them feel? Whether it was nothing whether it was happy, whether it was sensations. Yeah, one thing I always remind myself, I guess it continues on entrepreneurship, is uh, how lucky I am to just have a business. Mm -hmm. Break it down, even if it's operating at a loss that month, you know, 
How, how did that feel? Oh, it feels good, you know? It liberates from the problems you may have in your business. Okay. And did you feel it anywhere in your body or? I don't know if I'm at that level yet. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it definitely feels good. And what's, what's beautiful is some people are very stuck in their head, some, some in their heart, some in the middle. <laughs> and so that's why it's different for all of us. You know, sometimes you ask people, how. How are you feeling right now? They say, well, I think, <laughs> and it's all thoughts. But that's okay. That's where someone is. And part of this practice then is to become aware of those thoughts and then little by little the feelings. And so that's, that's beautiful. Um, and that's, that's part of the practice. Um, yeah. Sure. We're always spending a lot of time thinking about what we don't have, complaining about why we not like others and yeah. comparing. But, but this helps you to look at uh, the more positive things, the more, you know, like the, the beautiful side of your life. Yeah. So it really helps. It's, 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 yeah. it's a big smile. So you start appreciate, you start really, um, you have more satisfaction. That's great. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I'm getting chills. Like, ugh. Feel that. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Back here, yes. Yeah. Um, I should have a little bit like maybe different from many people here. 
So yeah, it's beautiful. And, and what's interesting, going back to like definition of me meditation and mindfulness, meditation is one way that you can deeply listen to yourself to then answer a question like why. So that's why people think some people think mindfulness can solve everything. Because it's this general tool of clarity that then you see a TED talk about why. And it's actually sometimes hard to figure out why because we have all these stories, right? And we have these layers. And so meditation is one way to practice the ability to bring your attention mm -hmm. inward to to be clear to really listen deeply to your why to be mindful of it so you see how i did that meditation was a path of <laughs> a technique to become mindful of your why mm -hmm. so thanks thanks for sharing yeah um, one thing that i loved about what you did who noticed this when he described he said be, think of something grateful you might have a smile on your, on your face. 
Who here smiled? Okay. Who here noticed how that made them feel? Okay, how, how did it make you feel? Does, all right, someone hasn't talked yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have, do you have any different sensations? Okay. Uh, warmth in your chest. Okay. Uh, a little more relaxed. Nice. When you smile, you transfer the happiness to, to others. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe even just thinking about someone else smiling or open peeking and seeing other people smiling. So these are things we know about our brain, and meditation, or let's just say even the gratitude and and the act of smiling we know that you do that, it can impact the chemistry of your body. So this is part of being mindful of how your body works and in applying techniques that actually can impact that. And it's so beautiful, like I was just, I was smiling because you said smile and then I was smiling about how beautiful it was and it was like this re resonance getting more and more. Recursive smiles. <laughs> exactly, it was, <laughs> nice. it was beautiful. Yeah. Smile spiral. <laughs> It's beautiful. So, so I don't know, you know how that got to do with reading and how that got to do with anything else. A, a lot of times in mindfulness and meditation, when you get a massage next time, really become mindful of it. See how it feels. And then, you know, afterwards, be mindful of how the after effect feels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the next day, like, can you still feel where in your body? And then when there's, so you're, you're practicing it. And at first, it might only be in the massage table. But little by little, you start to come back to that. And some days it might be easy and some days it might be hard. But the key is to figure mm. out what is your way in. And for you, it's massage. That's beautiful. You know, that just, you just made me realize, you know, just thinking about what you just said. But, you know, again, mindfulness is training your attention on um, sensations, emotions, or feelings that you otherwise might have taken for granted or just don't even think about. Two things that a shower and a massage share in common is that it's like one of the most abrupt sensations you can feel <laughs> you're not your body isn't always feeling something as as in your face that's not the best analogy there as like as like uh as sensational as uh yeah, direct and acute. as direct it's and like, acute it's like, yeah it's like all right now i'm clearly feeling something different here um but you know so the the relaxation that you feel there is maybe you know you're you're like oh like it's it's you're you're becoming aware of a sensation but actually, you're, you're always sensing something. You can always check in with the senses that you're feeling, whether it's, uh, you know, the feeling of, the, of your, the, your weight on the seat, of your shoes on the floor, of the air condition slowly hitting your hair, whatever it is. And, um, you know, it's, it's way more subtle. And so imagine if you could take the sensation, you know, the, the relaxation and the tranquility that you feel uh, in, in the shower or in the, or in the uh, in the um, 
massage experience and, and like literally check in with that throughout the day. And so I, you know, I, I do this where every hour um, you can use like a, you know, the stock reminders app on your phone or something and set a, a daily reminder to breathe uh, at a certain hour and just take a few breaths to like check in with sens the sensations. And it's, they're so subtle that they're not as intense as like a hot shower or a nice massage, but, but you can find like, you can find tranquility in, in uh, that type of tranquility in, in like everyday life if you take that time to, to actually sit down and recognize it. Yeah. So cool. Cool. Should we do a time check and then adjust yeah. the agenda accordingly? Yeah. So 8.30. How are we doing on time from Tiny Pulse perspective? Are we, should we wrap? We're good? Cool. And then it's, it's 8.30 now. I don't know if anybody. You can, you can talk, Tom. Oh. oh, you can actually take the laptop. Yeah, yeah, you can take it at nine. Okay. And, cool. and how are you guys doing? We can talk about more examples. We can answer questions. You could do another meditation. Do you um, have a preference? Yeah, there's, a, I mean, a few more. I think the last big thing here that um, I want to talk about, I do still, so uh, when you, why meditate? I do want to address that, take, take more questions from the audience as well, Pascal. Ah. Uh, the monks thing. I, I actually ha have no experience with that. You might have more. I, my experience is, is uh, very practical, like more practical as an entrepreneur. Um, and it's, uh, and maybe that's like, maybe it's cause I'm, an, I'm an amateur, you know, like, <laughs> so like, you know, like just like you know, when I started my business, I did it for the money. I, that's why I got into it at the beginning. Um, and then it, you know, it changed over time. Um, and I do it. You will go from uh, a meditating to an entrepreneur to uh, to an ascetic in the woods <laughs> with a loincloth. Yeah. yeah, or you'll find me by the river ferrying people across. And you end up Steve Jobs, <laughs> but not a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to want to go into your whys, and then we'll come back to that question. That's a pretty big question. Cool. Yeah, we'll talk about why, and then and then one thing I definitely want to leave you guys with is uh, is a really simple, practical like a practical way to get started with this, like a simple, simple mindfulness habit. Um, and so we'll, we'll definitely cover that before we end. And then some, some tips, some pro tips. Is that, um, is that good with you guys? Just to check in, make sure everyone's... Cool. And then maybe we'll get to the enlightenment question yeah. in the spiritual. And, and, this is, and this is just one example. Like right now, I'm trying to be mindful of how I feel and also how the, the audience feels and trying to check in and really kind of align with how people are. And so that's an example of as you have a mindfulness practice, you begin to start becoming mindful of other people. And you start to really feel a connection. And the results are great. And so it's, it starts to become just everything you do becomes a little bit more mindful. Doesn't always work, but mm -mm. it's the pattern. Yeah. Sorry, the burp. <laughs> um, cool. So I'll talk about a quick thing about the why, which I think uh, you know, we, we talked about before. Um, and then I, it's, it's, it's different for everyone, right? Uh, your, your reasons for getting into it will be different than mine. I, I want to get some uh, responses from the people that have, that have a regular mindfulness habit. So Marcus, you said you did. And there were, there were some, some people, did anybody else have a regular mindfulness or meditation habit? You do? Yoga, yoga, yeah, yoga yeah, counts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Melanie, maybe some people in this corner here. Some, has a, 
That was it. That was it. Reluctant. All right, I got I got a meditation habit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it does. So I, I, you know, I'll share I'll share my why quickly, and then uh, and then you know it'd be good to get a, a, a few others as well. Um, but mine is again like super practical. Uh, I um, it was uh, you know it's a it's a performance enhancing drug really. It's the it's a I've I've described it before as a pillar habit. It's if you think actually yeah let me backtrack here. Everything everything that all the qualities that or the, the characteristics that you think are important to make you succeed in a career, or the, the characteristics that would make you succeed as, a, as an entrepreneur, or even like in, in life as a friend, or as a, you know, as a sibling, or as a, in a relationship, uh, they're, all, they're all in your head. You know, they're all like, it's emotional intelligence, it's creativity, it's patience, it's, you know, it's uh, resourcefulness. Um, and uh, you know it's vision and uh, all these things that make that that help you excel in life. You know, it, it's we're, we're past the point where it's like our, our physical strength really like uh, for most of us is really what's going to make us excel in life. We're, we're not in those physical lines of work. A lot of us are you know working in information fields in particular. Um, and for that, uh, so meditation for me is a very practical exercise for the mind that helps you strengthen. Uh, that helps you strengthen all those aspects, all those areas. Um, helps you deal with the stress a lot easier. I can tell you that I, I have so many examples uh, in, in my business. Um, I, I keep going back to bug reports, which is kind of, does it, anybody here <laughs> the software business? Anybody here in software? Okay, some people, you know, like bug reports, they just, they just never stop. They, literally, there's always, there's always something going on. You, you never make perfect software. And it's all you always have customers that are writing in like and, and it can really really disturb you you know if you're if you're a perfectionist or even not if you're a perfectionist find like finding a way to like to to you know find my peace with the bug report and that could be an analogy for everything else in life you know like um it uh mindfulness and meditation really helped me negotiate those stresses uh find a lot more clarity uh, so that I can execute better. Um, help me, like, when it comes to, like, a, something, like, practical, like planning your product, planning your product roadmap. I, I, I noticed that, okay, so as, a, as an entrepreneur, there's this, like, there's this funny phenomenon where, like, you're planning your vision and you're thinking about the product or the service and where it's gonna be three years, five years, 10 years from now, and you put on that visionary hat and it's important, right? You have these goals that you set so you can align everyone on a vision. It's a funny thing happens when you spend a lot of time in the future on that vision is you start to, you start to uh, get anxious about what you're selling today. Like I, I noticed that if I, if I went from planning product roadmap and planning the visionary stuff, and then I, whenever I'd go to writing, write marketing copy or respond to customers, like sales inquiries, I would, I would always feel a little bit disheartened because I knew that I was selling like a platform that was like 10% of what I considered, you know, complete or 15%, you know, like not, not at completion yet. So I was selling something and I, and I realized then that there's like a, it, it goes back to the idea of being, being like content and, and proud of what you have now and selling that, you know, um, versus it's, it's a different hat. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but with, with mindfulness, I can remember to, First off, 
separate those two. I have a little bit more clarity on the two different roles. Um, I'm able to sell more effectively. I can check in with gratitude and be grateful for the platform that we do have, even at 10% completion of what I think it'll, it can eventually be, or, or for an infinite fraction of what it could potentially be in the future. Um, so that's just one example of how it can make me, a, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to be at once an effective visionary and an effective marketer and seller of today. Uh, so that can, that can tear a, a hole in your stomach. It can, yeah. You have to be two people, the future and oh, present. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, uh, or, or to deal with like staff, you know, you, you want to work in a friendly environment and be, and be, uh, and be a, a mentor and have great relationships. You also have to hold people accountable and like, and draw lines and, and, uh, and uh, keep people in check sometimes and have hard conversations. And like, those can be very stressful. And, and so practic very practically, like uh, meditation helps me uh, slow down and, um, and, and enter those conversations or those situations with a lot more clarity. So that's my why, pretty long-winded. Um, but yeah, what's your reason? Great. So who here wants to go to her meditation room sometime in the next two weeks? I'd be interested. Okay, cool. So before everyone leaves, try to introduce yourselves. And yeah. Or if you post that on the event. Perks. <laughs> 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 
You guys hiring? <laughs> Submit your resume. Yeah. He's at the door. Some progressive stuff. Yeah. It's a ringer. Yeah. It's a very, very basic technique. You know, it's just like having your breath or like walking meditation. It's the thing is, is that you need to try it. It's awesome. What it works it's really cool. Uh, the most important thing is like try the simple thing that once you go back home, you're able to do it yourself rather than you have to get into it. Sure. And what's your startup? Oh, oh it's. Uh, Cool. Very cool. cool. Awesome. Sounds progressive. <laughs> That's awesome. How big is the company? I'm curious. So we are so we medium size, about 250 employees. Wow, nice. And everybody goes to India? No. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I mean, everybody is allowed to go. So it's, uh, you know, if you really want to get into it, like, you know, like, know, we have a co-set of companies. <laughs> Oddly, some of the best companies do. Yeah. And, uh, it's open for everyone. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, thank you. Galaxy thank Cinema. You. That's beautiful. Noted. <coughs> cool. Anybody else? Uh, <coughs> the Facebook uh, group. For yeah, this, would you? Uh, the event page? Post on the event page and I'll, I can blast it out. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you for sharing that. Um, let's go over here. Marcus, why do you, why do you meditate? <laughs> <laughs> Training for the mind. Exercise. Exercise for the mind. <laughs> Very good. Cool. I'd, I'd like to share, unless you want to get more feedback from people. Let's get some feedback from Walter. So, um, my experiences have been, it's been a very um, awesome path, ups and downs, left and right. Um, I initially went in for performance. You know, I was two people, you know, in flow and totally nervous, and I wanted to be that in flow person. Um, over the years, as I got more and more into it, um, I started to relax and just accept myself a lot more. And the paradox is, as I started to let go of like super caring, be very hyper vigilant, I let go. And I started to access my best self and I started getting better. And so that first goal of being better was there, especially after I gave up on that. Um, the second part was like, why do I do what I do? You know, um, and I started to really get down to like the emotional truths. Like I was incredibly afraid of failure. Um, I didn't always feel like I was good enough, you know, or incompetent, you know. And I just really wanted to connect with everyone and feel loved. And every single interaction that I did, there was a part of that that was driving it. And it was getting in the way of having deep relationship. It was getting in the way of, 
you know, in sales meetings was in the way, you know, it is, and as I started to become more aware of that, um, I started to have more clarity in what I was doing, why I was doing it. And I started to experience the emotional part of my life. I started to, you know, not just do things that I love, but actually experience them and get the benefit from it. And so that was a, the next reason was really, you know, mindfulness. It was like really fooling the, the fullness of my life. And then most recently, um, I've started to kind of gravitate towards the, the oneness, you know, so like as we kind of go into mind, you know, into meditation or mindfulness, how we feel connected to that big self, the collectiveness of everyone. And I'm not religious at all, but it's starting to be kind of spiritual. It's starting to feel um, unconditional love and peace. And when I look at other people, strangers, I'm kind of seeing me. And not me, Walter, but me um, as this kind of spiritual sense. And it's lovely. Um, as I look into people's eyes, I think they can feel it, you know, and I, I connect more. And then back to performance, when you connect more, whether it's in a relationship or business or s whatever it is, teamwork and sports, everything's better. So it, it's kind of full circle. Um, so for me, it's different at different times depending on where I am. Um, when I was preparing for my presentation yesterday, it was kind of performance again. <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah. So it, it just, it's lovely. And part of the whole mindfulness path is just being aware of what's, what's driving you now and what, what's it like. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Thank you. Oh. Um, anybody else with a mindfulness habit? Melanie, why do you meditate? There's a huge spectrum of, of whys in that, you know, from, uh, from the, you know, the more from spiritual to emotional health to, to, to like to, to focus and, and ambition in entrepreneurship to, you know, like practical matters. And it's, uh, so there's, there's a very wide range and it, it almost, you know, like, like that to the point, it, it sounds a little bit unreal, like a, like a, like a magic pill. Uh, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it just comes back to, uh, just strengthening your your awareness of your your thoughts, your emotions, and your and your sensations, your feelings. Like, you know, how many how many problems in life don't don't come back, or how many and how many successes in life can't be attributed to things in that in that realm? So there's a lot there's a lot there. Um, so thank you guys thank you guys all for sharing. You know that I so so meanly picked on you guys. Um, cool. So we talk about like a. You know, share some ideas for a very simple introduction, like a, a, a simple meditation habit that you guys can implement in your own life, and then, uh, and then we can, like, 
wrap, wrap up slash Q&A. So if anybody has to go, I, I think it's, it's approaching 9 o'clock, 8.47 now. So uh, we could uh, just go through some practical ideas of how to implement meditation in your life. And then uh, we, can, we can leave it to like an open Q&A where people can, can check out if they need to. Um, but I'll, I mean, I'll start with, with my recommendation and then you can go with yours and then, uh, and then share some best, best practices and tips. Because I think most people in here ha like don't, don't practice regularly or have tried it and, and don't have a regular habit, right? Um, cool. So, the, um, so I'll start with mine. Basically, uh, yeah, so I think that, you know, in my experience, I, 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 tried a f I, I had an idea that meditation was something I wanted to do. And the, the, thing, that, the thing that made it hard to start is that a lot, of, a lot of places ask you to do too much too fast. You know, I, I went to a meditation group, first sit, they explained what to do, and then we sat for 30 minutes straight, <laughs> you know, unguided on the floor. And so like your back is like, uh, anyway. Uh, so don't do that. Don't start, don't dive in with a 30 minute practice. I really, I, I really uh, come back to like, do less than you think you can. Do less than you think you can. And, and what I think that, that is, I think everybody could, could sit for two minutes a day. I think everybody could carve two minutes out. It, it might be hard if, 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 if you say 20, 15, 10 minutes, but everybody can start with two minutes. Uh, I'm reminded of uh, an entrepreneur named Matt Mullenweg. He's the founder of WordPress automatic and wordpress.com and he talked about how we started his his uh, his exercise habit one push-up a day you started with one push-up a day once you're down there it's, it's just a way to get over the emotional block of starting um, once you're down there you might bang out a few more and eventually over the course of days or weeks once the routine once it's built into your daily routine you're um, uh, you can get used you can get you can grow on it but it's a seed so I would start I, if I were starting out, and when I did start out, I started with a two-minute breath meditation, uh, and we can talk about what that is. Um, we can talk about what that is. A breath meditation is simply just working to follow your breath. Follow the sensation of your breath in your nose or in your, or in your lungs or in your chest, wherever you feel it the most. And we can actually do one, real, uh, a quick one. Um, and really what you're, what you're working to do is Try to keep your you'll try to keep your awareness and your attention on the sensation and the act of breathing, and and, and uh, check in with it, it whether it's on the tip of your nose. Some people feel it, or in your chest or in your diaphragm in your lungs. And what will happen is your mind will will wander. Your mind will start to make its to do list, or it'll it'll think about its anxieties, or it'll be, it'll say, oh, I'm drowsy. Like ah, like I'm drowsy. I'm supposed to be meditating. Oh, I'm such a lousy meditator. And that they call that the wandering mind. The process is focus on your breath, get d distracted is part of the process, it's natural. And then when you can recognize that your mind has wandered, slowly bring it, patiently bring it back to your breath. And it's that simple. And I think the, the, the best advice that I that had, and actually we'll, we'll try this in a second, but um, the, the best I had, the best advice that I heard that really opened this up for me was that when you catch your mind wandering, because it, it, it always happens, always happens, uh, inst our instinct is to be critical, is to be self-critical self in that moment. You, um, you think about how, you know, that's not, you know, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing, and like, oh, I'm a lousy meditator, and uh, this, will never, this will never work for me. The, the best advice that I heard is actually, that that's actually, you know, have, uh, 
be be grateful in that moment because that's actually the practice of meditation is actually like you there there is no exercise without the resistance there is no there is no no, no bicep curl without the downward without the without the, the pull of gravity you know <laughs> there is no there uh there is no you know cardio without the stress of, of pushing forward when it hurts so it i mean when you when you uh when you f sense your mind wandering instead of getting down on yourself actually be grateful in that moment because that's when you get to practice bringing your attention back to the breath um so let's uh let's let's try this real quick we'll do like a, a very short like one minute uh mind, uh breath meditation i'll guide you through it um so uh everybody uh, sit up straight uh with a dignified posture straight back Relax shoulders, hands comfortably on your legs. And close the eyes and take a deep in-breath. And breathe out. Deep breath in. And a deep breath out. And deep breath in. and out and just breathe normally and as you breathe focus your awareness on wherever you can feel that breath you might feel it at the tip of your nose where the air comes in and out might feel that in the chest or in the lungs. And wherever it is, just focus on the sensation of breathing and the act of breathing. If your mind has wandered to thoughts or sensations or feelings, just acknowledge them and patiently bring your awareness and your attention back to the breath. And if thoughts arise or feelings arrive, Sometimes it can help to envision them as a, a leaf floating away on a stream and just let them go. Release them down the stream with your next out breath. Notice your chest rising with every in breath and your body relaxing with every out breath. your eyes and return.
great. So that was a very simple breath meditation. Um, there are guided ones that you can find uh, online. You can search on YouTube, uh, Walter's app, Inward. Uh, Mindfulness Daily. Mindfulness on Daily, iTunes. sorry. Mindfulness Daily. Um, has guided meditations in it. Um, there's other resources. Uh, Headspace is another that a lot of people are familiar with. They start you with 10 minutes, uh, 10 days in a row. Um, but that's the process that I recommend is a simple breath meditation. Um, typically, time of day doesn't matter, but consistency, same time every day, helps to build a habit. Early in the morning, first thing in the morning is a great, is a great place to start. Um, and uh, yeah, and sit comfortably in a chair. Uh, you don't have to sit, you know, sitting lotus position, you know, open back. That can be very stressful for a lot of people that aren't used to sitting on the floor. Um, and uh, yeah, those, th that's my practical introduction to, to me meditation. That's what helped me. From, from two minutes, you can get comfortable with five, seven, 10, 15, and, uh, and just have a, a very patient attitude about it, I think is the last thing. Like some, some days you'll, it, it'll really click and you'll have, you'll have, you'll experience a flow state. And most days you won't, you know, <laughs> like you'll like actually this morning, I, I was super busy mind. Uh, and that's fine. Just, just actually taking the time to, to recognize that your mind is busy is beneficial in itself. So that's uh that's my practical introduction to meditation. Cool. Cool. Thanks everyone for coming. Yeah, that thank was, you. Uh, awesome. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys. Cool. Thank you, Tom, for letting us hijack your laptop. And being sensitive to everyone's time, if you want to leave, please, please leave. If you want to ask some questions, we can answer some as a group or one-on-one. -on -one. Definitely introduce yourselves to each other and commit to going to one of those meditations at Galaxy Cinema. That sounds pretty awesome. Is it at a Galaxy Cinema? That'd be fun. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, I also it, keep your eyes on on uh, on the Facebook page. I do want to start a regular meditation group as well, um, and uh, like a mashup with Founder Talks. I think it'd be fun. So cool. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Good job, man. That yeah, last that was, the, the breath was like that got me going. Nice. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Because I told you I've never done this shit before. So. That's good. Yeah.